Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode 139 of the Love Life Connection podcast. So I just got back from Bali over the weekend, and I learned so much about so many things. And I'm just really excited to share with you some of the stories and the lessons that I've learned. Um, And that'll slowly be coming out over the next couple of months. A lot of it, honestly, is still integrating, and I'm seeing how it's playing out in my life. So I don't feel quite ready to share, but definitely will be sharing quite soon. And actually next week's episode, I am going to share a story from Bali and what I learned and how it'll help you find love. Um, So before we get started with today's episode, I just want to take a moment to obviously thank everyone for listening. I love you all. I think I say that every episode and I just can't say it enough. And if you haven't left a review for this podcast on iTunes, I would be so appreciative if you took a moment to review. It's super easy these days. All you have to do is just scroll down on your podcast player on your iPhone and you can just tap the stars and um, hopefully five stars. And then if you have an extra 30 seconds, minute or whatever, however long it takes to write a review, leaving a quick review is also really, really helpful. And of course, it does warm my heart, but it also really helps to grow the show because it just helps the algorithm and helps get this show into more earbuds and showing up in more search results. And I would just be so appreciative of that. So thank you. Thank you in advance for taking the time to write this podcast a review. Okay, so today's podcast coaching call is kind of an epic call. And I think it just really shows the power of coaching. I truly believe in coaching. Obviously, I'm a coach myself. And I pretty much always have a coach that I am working with because I'm always trying to learn and to grow and to peel back another layer. And I think as a coach, I really always need to be evolving because I believe that I can only take my clients as far as I've gone myself. So I'm always learning and growing. And 
And I think that this show, or excuse me, this episode really just shows you um, the power of coaching. And a coach really, is, or a good coach, I should say, is really able to see things that you can't see, like your blind spots, or to make connections that you can't see because maybe because you're too close to the situation, or there's like too many emotions running through it. So if you've thought about working with me or another coach, then this is what I want you to look out for. Because there are a lot of coaches out there that just kind of talk about surface level stuff, right? Like health coaches that talk about surface level of like, okay, let's create an exercise routine or a meal plan or a relationship coach that just talks about, okay, let's talk about your profile or talk about, I don't know, your texting or Tinder or whatever. And it's not that those things are bad per se. It's just that I just don't think those things really matter or are going to stick in the long run if you don't get underneath and pop the hood to see what's really causing you know, someone to eat ice cream every night and not healthy food or what's causing someone to attract, you know, not so great relationships or or men. So, you know, is your coach that you're potentially thinking about working with really someone able to help you um, dig underneath and see what's really going rather than just kind of giving you that shallow advice and, you know, really just being more of like, you know, like, a coach, but a coach that like just says, hey, text this or do that. You know, think about Friday Night Lights. One of the reasons why that show is so good is because the coach in the show, yeah, like he says, yeah, do this play or you got to run faster or do this. Like he's definitely talking about the surface level, but he really helps those boys become men. And I know that was totally cheesy, but it's a really good show. You should definitely watch it. But he, that's a really good example. Yes, in pop culture of, yeah, the tangible outer surface, surface stuff does matter, but the inner work matters a lot more because that's going to have a longer term effect on what's going on at the surface level. So you're going to see this really well in today's call with Joanne. So Joanne's question is all about how to be in a healthy relationship. Her question is about how she doesn't believe she knows how to be in a healthy relationship because she's never been in a healthy relationship. And now that she's with someone great, she's worried that she just doesn't know what to do or she's going to mess it up. And either way, she's just going to either mess it up with a great guy and lose a great guy or just screw it all up. And it's just, you know, not a fun situation. And it's really stressing her out. So you know, yeah, we could have talked about, oh, well, what's the conversation like? What are you doing? What are you not doing? And what's the texting like? And you know, I don't think that stuff would have been super helpful. Yeah, maybe she would have gotten some good tips and tricks along the way. But as you can also hear on this call, that that wasn't really the issue. There was a question that was really underneath the question that she brought, which is pretty common um, in coaching. And again, a good coach will be able to figure out what the real question is behind the question that a client is asking. So as you're listening to my conversation with Joanne, I want you to consider... Are you afraid that you'll screw up a good relationship because you've only ever had bad relationships? Do you believe you don't know how to be in a healthy relationship? Do you sometimes think it'd be easier to stay single than to navigate a new, different kind of relationship, even if it's the kind of relationship you actually want? And do you have an old relationship that you haven't truly healed? And is it still haunting you? And on a scale of one to 10, how much do you trust yourself? And not just like how much can you hear your intuition, but how much do you actually go with it and align your decisions and your actions based on what your intuition is telling you? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my conversation with Joanne. 
I'm going to press record. Katie will cut off the first part, so not to worry. Um, oh, one thing is if the internet for some reason does start to like not be so great, I will turn off my video and turn off your video because that often will make the audio better. So just like ignore that and just keep going. But just know that that's what I'm doing because like, I'm pretty sure I have control over your video. Um, yeah, I can take your video off and that's what I'll do. It's just, if you do see our videos go away, then don't worry about it and just keep going. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get started. Hi, Joanne. Welcome to the show. How can I help you today? Hi, Veronica. My question is I've, just started dating somebody new who I've dated previously and it's going really well but I've had a bit of a rough relationship history in the past and I could feel when I was with him recently that I feel like I'm keeping a bit of a distance and I feel like I don't know what I'm doing because I've had such an unhealthy relationship in the past for almost 10 years um, I feel like I don't know how to have a healthy relationship so my question to you is I guess what does a healthy relationship look like and how do I go about that mm -hmm. okay okay um, I love this question so thank you for bringing this to the show. You're definitely not the only person asking this question. And I want to answer your question with a question back to you because it seems like, yes, there is this relationship that we're talking about, the one you're currently in, but there's also like a bigger question, right? There's like how to navigate this relationship, but then also how do I know what a healthy relationship looks like? How do I know what to do? Is that true? Yes. Okay. Okay. So talk to me a little bit um, about, well, first of all, let's just start at the very basics. What is your relationship like to yourself? Oh, well, it's been something I've been working on um, for mm -hmm. a really long time. And I feel like it's something I've made so much improvement in that I spend a lot more time listening to myself. I spend a lot more time choosing and being in touch with how I feel about situations and people and uh, time and um, what I want mm -hmm. and yeah I'm honoring that I'm honoring that a lot more and I, I mean I've changed my life completely um, over the last year to live a much happier life so it's definitely um, it's definitely been a working progress but the the where I've come from to where I am now is massive it's so much better yeah what would you say your core issues? were or really still are do they ever leave us um i think um fear uh is a big one for me fear, fear of what oh being um being hurt um okay yeah. did you say trust um, before i interrupted you by accident yeah yeah fear and trust and i think the two go hand in yeah. hand tell me about trust um, I think in the past I um, put myself in situations that weren't 
you know what I mean? Like I was in this bad relationship for a lot longer than I, I should have been and it was very um, emotionally um, damaging. And, I, you know, I've had, a, I've had, you know, a year's worth of therapy um, for it. But part of the process, I think, of then after that is learning to trust myself again that I won't ever be in a situation like that again because I'm not the same person and learning to trust my decisions that it's that it's okay to I don't know love and invest and Mm -hmm. that type of thing Mm -hmm. tell me about this last relationship I don't necessarily need to know the details but tell me about like how do you relate to it like when you think about that past relationship like what are the thoughts that come to your mind or the emotions um I've gone through a number of them. I think now is a bit like they've changed over time. I think now I'm, it's a bit, it's more sort of like a sort of a sad empathy um, Mm. for where I was then. So that's progressed obviously a lot. Um, Yeah, basically I was in a relationship for almost 10 years and then when I went and got, you know, I just sort of got to the point where I couldn't cope with it anymore and I realised that nobody else's partner was treating them that way and nobody who was married certainly wasn't in a relationship where the, their partner was treating them like my partner was. And when I went and got the therapy, basically the, the, the psychologist said it was a, you know, he was a narcissistic sociopath. And so part of that I think is like they systematically destroy your, um, you know, your self-esteem and um, there's a huge amount of, you know, sort of issues around self-worth. So I think the thought that comes up now when I think about it is sort of, um, it's not regret um, because I've learned so much from it, but it's still sort of sad that it happened and that it happened for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you think this relationship, this past relationship is making it hard to trust present day relationships? Um, I'm not used to having somebody around um, me and also it's sort of hard to relax and be myself. Um, I mean, I still manage it um, because I think that's the core of who I am is somebody who's empathetic, who relates to other people and then therefore I can relate to my myself. Um, but it's sort of this, you know, sort of this scary unknown. It's it's just sort of like a bit like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing here and this is wonderful and this is amazing and it's so different and, you know, so lovely. And it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do in this situation. Mm-hmm. I'm used to coping, coping with a negative situation by, yeah. you know, protecting myself or behaving in a certain way or doing certain things. And I think that's the thing. A lot of that is subconscious. And so that behavior is so ingrained that suddenly I'm in a new situation and part of me wants to revert to those old, what you would probably call people pleasing, (laughs) um, you know, behaviors. And then it's like, but I'm at least I'm aware of that. And so it's like, you know, straight up, I don't mean, I don't do that, but then I don't know what to do either. So. How How do you know that you don't know what to do? I, I guess I don't. Um, like has someone told you that you don't know how to be in a relationship? Um, 
or like did a magazine say it because you hadn't like did someone did some magazine say you need to have a few serious relationships before you meet the one like like how do you know that you don't know how to be in a serious healthy relationship I think it's just me telling myself that because I was in a Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd had a, I'd had a, I had had a healthy, serious relationship, I guess, to a point, you know, with somebody very different for about three years before that. Um, before the 10-year so relationship yeah. or before? Yeah, before the 10-year okay. one. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's just me sort of going, look, last time you did this, you know, you almost sort of died from it. And, you know, it's just, yeah, I just think it is, it, it just seems to be my most recent experience and my longest experience. Um, so I think it's coming from me. I don't think it's coming externally. Okay. So yeah. then we've established that this is just a belief that you've created based on past experiences that you don't know how to be in a healthier relationship. Is that correct? It's a belief. Yes. Is yes. it true? That's exactly. Is this belief true? Uh. also I just want to say for everyone listening we're on video so I can see your face you can see my face correct (laughs) just for me everyone I am sensing some emotion that you're holding back is it there very much so what is that emotion sort of it's sad it's it's sad it's like um, what is sad um, lonely and it's alone and um hurt and um upset and uh who's lonely sad and upset I don't know. I don't think, I don't know if it's current me or, or maybe, you know, past, past me or inner me or young me or that type of thing. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been um, pitied by someone? Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like my friends when I was single, like, oh, I'm so sorry you're still single. Or like, you'll meet someone. They obviously meant well, but it was, it still didn't feel good, right? Like it just feels condescending, isolating. Like, have you ever, have you ever experienced that before? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think even though my, you know, when I went to the the therapist and even though I think it was an amazing um, support, I could sense her feeling my pain and and being sad for me that I had gone through so much of it, you know? And so that, I think that's sort of where that came from. Like, even though it was really helpful to have somebody who understood and have somebody you know, to support and talk through and understand the reality of the situation because I was in huge denial about how bad it was. Um, you know, that was great. But then at the same time, you feel like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a bit pathetic for 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 going through this. Okay. You know, like you did come with a manual to do it better. Right. Well, right. Slash, nobody comes with the manual. <laughs> nobody knows what they're doing. This is the big secret. Everyone's freaking making it up. Like everybody, <laughs> everyone's just making it up. No one knows what they're doing. Um, some people are just better at pretending like they can show like people that they know what they're doing. Okay. This is why I'm asking you this because so 
it, yes, on, on the one hand, like you, you needed that therapist when you found her, right? Like she provided that comfort that you didn't have at that time and just to work through some processes. But from what my point of view is that that's the healing that you've done around this relationship and you need to take this healing for this relation or from this relationship to the next level. Because let me ask you a question. If I'm sitting there like saying like, Oh, Joanne, I'm so sorry that you went through this. Like this sucks. Like, and I just keep going on and on and on. Like, am I empowering you? Does it feel empowering? No. no. Am I like instilling this idea of like, no, you actually do know how to be in a relationship because you can figure it out and because you have your intuition and it's rock solid, right? Like if I'm pitying you, can you really get that kind of feeling? No, right? Like it doesn't, right. And so, but here's the thing, like your therapist did this to you, but also how old were you in this relationship? Or maybe when it started getting really bad, how old were you? Oh, probably, I don't know, late twenties. Okay. So late twenties. Yeah, because it started when I was 23 and, um, yeah, and, um, yeah, I mean, it probably got bad probably around 28, 29. Okay, so let's just go with 28. So you're kind of pitying your 28-year-old self, the way your therapist (laughs) is pitying you. And so... And I know you're in the tribe, so you've, you've, you've talked, you've heard me talk about inner child, right? <laughs> and so like, this is old news, but there's also like our inner 28 year old or our inner past selves or, um, you know, whatever significant, yeah, inner 23, like whatever, like, you know, I have like my inner college girl, you know what I mean? Like that I've got to deal with. And so um, you've got your 28, inner 28 year old who hasn't quite healed from this relationship. Not so much about him. Like it really has nothing to do with him anymore, but like really about what it means for her and like what this experience meant. And, um, and there's a lot, there's a lot more layers to peel back there because right now she's feeling alone and like, Oh shit, if I do something wrong, I'm going to end up right back where I was. Yeah. Or I'm going to screw something up and, you know, that I'm going to like, yeah, but, good guy. or like, it's like, yeah, one of the two. like you can't win. <laughs> it's one yeah, of the two. I know. It, it, and it's, that's horrible to have that with something so wonderful. Do you know? Like it's, yeah, it's horrible to have those, those two, you know, I guess competing fears in the face of something new that's great. Right. Right. But, well, I shouldn't say, but, and the way to heal this is not to like for me to tell you, Oh, this is what makes a healthy relationship. Like this is not, or this was what you have to do. Cause like every relationship looks different, right? Like, like I have a good friend, her and her husband um, were not doing well. And so they have their own houses now, like they live separately. And like everyone thought it was like one foot out the door or one foot towards a divorce or whatever, but like they couldn't be happier and it works for them. And they're like really in love, but like they live separately and they'll probably never live together. Now, is that like storybook romance, the way that like all society talks about what relationships should look like? No, but like it really works for them. So I, it's impossible for me to tell you what to do or how to be in a healthy relationship. What I want you to get to a place is, is you know, right? Like, you know, what feels good. You know, it doesn't feel so good. You, you know, what is healthy and what's not healthy. You've done a lot of work. 
And a big piece of this is that trust. But to get to that trust, you've got to work with that inner 28-year-old. So the same way you might do inner child work, you've got to work with that 28-year-old because right now she's calling the shot. She's saying, you don't know what you're doing. And if you do something wrong, you're going to fuck it all up. Okay. Yeah. That's healing. Yeah. That, that healing, like that healing from, from, from that part of the relationship, which is actually earlier back than I thought, you know, like I feel like I did a, probably a lot of healing around the, you know, the end of the relationship in that last year and some of the, you know, the impacts of that. Um, but then going back that bit further to heal a younger version of me, who, you know, I think, I don't know about you, but the older I get, the younger people seem when they, when, um, but when at that age, you know, I was super confident that I knew what I was doing and da, 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 da. When you, when you get older, you should think somebody's 28 so young, or you think somebody's 23 is just a baby. And how could they possibly know what they were getting into? Um, so it makes sense that healing the earlier versions of myself in that relationship would be the missing piece. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and close your eyes for me for a second. And I want you to just see your 28-year-old self. And just get really in touch with her. All the, the fear and just uncertainty that she was feeling. The pain. What would you want to tell her? Like, like, oh, God, it's going to be okay. Like, it may get worse before it gets better and you may make mistakes, but it's like I still had an incredible life, you know, in between all that, like the female friendships I made and the travel I did and the relationships I built. Um, But what does she need to know in order to be able to trust herself again? But it was worth it. Mm-hmm. It's like that the love doesn't go away. So, um, and I think that's that self love. Like it might seem like it went away because there was a lot of, I guess, pain and sacrifice, but. I still think it was there all along. It was just maybe hidden or not expressed or not honoured or. Mm. Well, a big piece of this is going to be letting her off the hook, right? Like you've done a lot of work now. <laughs> Do what? I said, thank God. <laughs> That's how this at least took all the pressure off. <laughs> you've done a lot of work. And so since then, and you know a lot more now. You can't possibly hold your 28-year-old self to a standard of what she didn't know then. Like everyone, everyone is doing the best they can. And you've got to tell your 28-year-old self and have her believe that she was doing the best she could at the time with the tools and the knowledge that she had. And maybe she was in that relationship because it was part of her... um, it was just part of her path. It was part of her, part of her dharma. She had to learn 
some certain soul lessons in order to have the relationship that she wanted. So really there's a lot of forgiveness in this too, because I don't think you've really forgiven yourself. No, I wouldn't. And when you ha- when you don't forgive yourself, you keep punishing yourself. And you're punishing yourself now because you keep telling yourself this story that you don't know how to be in a relationship. But that's not true. It's just a story. And you can choose to believe it or you can choose to not believe it. But it's going to be a lot easier to choose to not believe it if you give forgive yourself first. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm really hard on myself and I realize that I'm expecting an awful lot all the time like even now, and then I didn't realise I was extending that backwards as well. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, when I look back, I know how hard I tried. Like, you know, I know how hard, I know the effort that I put in. I know that, <laughs> you know, the, even the self-education and the learning and the improvement and the, whatever I did back then was, was you know, was, was huge. And so when you look back, you're saying everyone's trying their best. I was like, oh, my God, you know, like I, I tried so, so hard. You know? Yeah. 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 You were doing your best. And just because the relationship didn't work when you were doing your best doesn't mean that you're less than. It just means it wasn't the right relationship, but maybe it was the perfect relationship to learn what you needed to learn. It was a hard way to learn it, but (laughs) we all have to go through hard lessons. In relationships, sometimes it happens for us in other areas of life. And obviously my people, for the most part, is in relationships, just given the work that I do. Um, but we all have to do it. Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking if the lesson was easy, we probably we probably wouldn't learn it, right? So there's oh, probably a reason. <laughs> right. Yeah, I wouldn't have skin in the game. <laughs> That's just human nature, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't exactly know how I f- to forgive myself for, for, for that. Well, I can help you with that. So a few things is I want you to think of five ways. I mean, five is the minimum. If you could do like 10 or 15, that'd be better. But five ways you can be easier on yourself. Um, you don't have to know what they are right now, but come up with a list. You can let us know what they are in the tribe once you have the list. Um, But like, what are five to 10 ways that you could be easier on yourself? That's the first way. And it can be like a tangible thing or like a less tangible thing. Like it could be like, um, you know, I'm not going to make myself get up at 5am or whatever. I don't know if you make yourself get up at 5am, but like, you know, so that's more tangible or it can be like, I'm going to stop beating myself up about this relationship. Right. And we can hold you accountable to that. So that's, that's the first thing I want you to do. Um, and the second thing I want you to do to, first of all, um, you can do two, two things. One is to go into the month of the tribe challenges about the inner child work. And just instead of saying inner child, say inner 28 year old. It's the same thing. Same <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, the other thing is write a forgiveness letter to your 28 year old self. Okay. <laughs> That's a, that's a big thing. Let her off the hook. She didn't do anything wrong. She was doing, acknowledge that she was doing the best she could and acknowledge that for whatever reason, this relationship had to happen. 
And she, she woke up every single day trying to make this relationship work. Um, and she did everything she could. And she did, she did a really good job. She did a really yeah, well, that's why it went on for so long. Because <laughs> there was so much effort and time that went into it and love. You know, I realized that the reason I was in that relationship so much was because of how much I loved him. Mm-hmm. So I have no, what's the word, deficit of, mm-hmm. oh, wow. That's, <laughs> I have no deficit of love and care and consideration, like, you know, doing the, the things in the, you know what I mean? Like you're saying, yeah. do I know? And it's like, yes, I know that part of it. And if yeah. I was in the wrong relationship with the wrong person, it wouldn't, that wouldn't work no matter what I, what I did. But it certainly wasn't from a lack of that on my part. Yeah. Well, and here's the other cool thing that you can do. I do know. <laughs> so I do know. Is um, wherever band I talk about, I don't know if I've talked about this in the tribe, probably have wherever band on your wrist. And whenever you find yourself going down that path of like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to screw everything up. Don't trust myself. I don't know how to be in a relationship, whatever. Just switch the band to the other side, to the other wrist and just redirect the thoughts. Like, I do know what I'm doing. I do trust myself. Everyone's making it up. Like whatever you need to tell yourself to like snap <laughs> yourself back into reality because it's just not true that you don't know what to do. Like, it's just simply not true. Um, and so the reason why I'm giving you these various exercises is one, I just want you to get used to being easier on yourself. Two, I want you to do the inner work of healing your inner, inner 28 year old. And three, once you start doing that inner healing work, it's going to be a lot easier to redirect the thoughts. And when you actually do start thinking, I do trust myself, I do know what I'm doing, then your actions are going to follow suit. And it's going to clear up all of that muck to get to your intuition because your intuition's there. Like it didn't go anywhere. It's just covered by a bunch of junk and muck and thoughts that aren't true. And so you just got to clear that shit out so you can hear it, right? It's like, it's like you're trying to listen to where your phone's ringing, except that like there's a whole pile of laundry on top of it and you can like hear it. It's coming from somewhere, but you can't tell where. And then you finally like find it. And like, that's kind of like what your intuition is like right now. You just got to clear it out. Because then it's, yeah, it's funny. Cause I, and I can also, that's the thing that I think is, is throwing me off is um, feeling all the, you know what I mean? Like I went, you know, spending time in this, this new guy and I can feel this I can feel the muck right and I know it's not got anything to do with him and I know it's got you know that's what I'm saying it's been wonderful it's been amazing it's been incredible um so though I can feel this I wouldn't even call it uncertainty I can just feel that 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 muck I can feel the intuition underneath that that is uh, almost rejoicing and is uh happy and is um, mm-hmm. um has a sense of certainty and contentment and um, joy and relief. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I could feel that underneath, but then I think it's getting confused, as you said, by that that muck on top. Right, right. Good. We've well, got some tools and takeaways to use. Was this helpful? Incredibly. Good, good. Incredibly. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show and definitely keep us updated in the tribe to let us know. And <laughs> How you're going to be easier. I like that. Definitely let us us know that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Which bit? But you know which bit? Oh, let us know how you're going to be easy on yourself. At least five Ah, ways. Ideally, come up with a list of 15. Because I bet you're really hard on yourself. You're like me. Like attracts like. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It does. (laughs) Awesome.
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joanne. All right, there you have it. So thank you so much, Joanne, for coming on to the show. And I just want to say, if you've never been coached, it takes tons of courage to be coached because to have someone come in and basically kind of shake up the way you see the world or feel about things or feel about yourself and your life will never be the same and you'll never see yourself or love or men or relationships the same way again takes tons and tons of courage because it's it's kind of easy to stay stuck it stays it's familiar to stay stuck and just to hold almost too strong onto your own beliefs and not wanting to let them go at all it's kind of easy to do that but then to have someone say well wait a minute is this really true or how do you know that to be true takes tons of courage so thank you so much to Joanne. And I know it's even feels more vulnerable to have that than broadcast to, to everyone. So thank you again for coming onto the show. And thank you to all the other women who have been on the show. I so appreciate you. And I can feel the gratitude from all of the listeners as well, because I know that it benefits them as well. So thank yous all around, right? Okay, so I think there's two big takeaways from this episode with Joanne. And the big one is to ask yourself, well, are these things that you're telling yourself, are they really true? Right? Joanne came onto the show that, you know, telling me she didn't know how to be in a healthy relationship. And in her mind, that was true. Like it wasn't even like an opinion or a thought or a belief. It was just that was fact, according to her, right? Like it was just she didn't know how to be in a relationship. And and so it sometimes can be hard to do this for yourself because that's, you know, really what the power of a coach is and what the power of a coach can do is to say, well, I don't know, is that really true? And you can see that's what I did with her and our call. But, you know, what are some beliefs that you are constantly telling yourself about yourself or men or relationships or dating? Um, and ask yourself, is it really true? And someone who made this really famous is this woman named Byron Katie. And she wrote lots of books around relationships and communication and that kind of stuff. And she has a book called I Need Your Love. Is that really true? And it's basically, um, she guides you through these four questions to ask yourself with all of these beliefs that you have. And the first question is, is it true? And for the most part, most of the things that we tell ourselves every single day aren't true. So if I was a betting woman, my guess is that probably about 99% of the things you tell yourself about yourself, about your job, about your money, about career, about love, about men, about your children, like whatever, probably it's not true. It's just stories that we've told ourselves from past experiences, stories we tell ourselves about what we think should be true based on what society says should be true or maybe our parents at some point or your friends or other family members did at some point tell you something and you took that to be true. Um, But when you actually begin to see that, oh, this thought actually isn't true, or if it is kind of true, it's not 100% true, like it's not universally true, then you can begin to free yourself from the thought. So if you're interested in more than that, I um, I, I don't recommend that many self-help books. I think a lot of times it kind of just sends you down a tailspin. But I do really enjoy um, Byron Katie's work. And actually what you can Google is you can Google Byron Katie the work. And there's four questions. Um, and you can go you can take thoughts through that process and um, see a lot of things that maybe you you wouldn't be able to see before. I use these questions a lot with my clients, especially if I just see that they're bumping up against this thing that they think is true, but it's not really true. Um, So that's the first thing is, are these things telling yourself, these things that you're telling yourself, are they really true? And more than likely, they're not true. And even if you think they're true, they're probably not universally true. Um, 
The other thing is what is haunting the relationship or the thought or the belief or the current experience that you are in. So with Joanne, as you could see that she had a lot of healing to do around her past relationship, this 10 year relationship that she referred to. And it wasn't even so much about mourning the relationship or mourning the guy like that part seemed to be pretty good. Um, But what was the bigger issue was that she didn't really forgive herself. She kind of looked at that 28 year old self kind of with pity and sadness and like, wow, that really sucks that you're in that relationship for so long. And when we really broke that down, we can see that her 28 year old self is still holding on to all of this fear that she's going to screw something up. And if she makes a mistake again, she's going to end up right back where she was. And when you begin to put the pieces together and connect the dots, then you can see, well, it's not really surprising that she's not trusting herself and not really believing that she knows how to be in a relationship because her 28 year old self is calling the shots. So in order to reverse some of that, it's going to be just like a lot of inner child work, the kind of work that we do in the love action tribe and that I do with my clients. And it's also going to be a lot of forgiveness. And we talked a little bit after we stopped recording. So you guys didn't hear this, but we talked about how, you know, I didn't, want her to make her feel like her therapist was bad or wrong, because I truly believe that we attract the teachers that we're ready to attract. And so at the time, I think that she had the therapist that she needed to work with. And she needed that person at that time in order just to move through the initial healing process and pain of leaving that kind of relationship. You know, and if her therapist had been talking, oh, we need to forgive yourself, so you don't end up in the same place, or you don't trust her, or so you don't not trust yourself in 10 years, then she might have been like, whoa, lady, what are you freaking talking about, right? So she did a lot of healing around that relationship. And now she's just at a new level. She's there's just a new layer to peel back that needs to be healed in order to really for her to really fully be in this relationship. So just know that if you've done work before around a relationship or an old issue, it doesn't mean that that issue is necessarily complete. Um, It also doesn't mean that that teacher or coach or therapist or whoever you worked with was quote unquote bad, that might have just been what you needed to have at the time. And I truly believe that for Joanne, that's what she needed to have at the time. Um, and now she's just ready for a new level of hearing. So she uh, healing, excuse me, so that she can show up in her relationship the way that she really wants to um, show up. All right, so I hope this call shows you the truly transformative power of coaching. And if you're ready to do this kind of deep work with me to discover what's really blocking you in love, because no, it's not tender, um, and then unblock what's blocking you in love, I have just four more spots left for one-on-one coaching through the end of this year. So there's about three months left in the year. I've only got four spots left open. So to learn more about what working one-on-one looks like with me, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash find love. I will also put that link in the show notes. And you can also get that link if you're just on your podcast player reading the show notes from there. Um, some words are hyperlinks, so you can click that um, and find the link there. And there I'll just show you more information about working with me one-on-one. Um, there's some testimonials from past clients, and there's also a link there to schedule a quick phone call with me so we can discuss to see if one-on-one is the right fit for you. You can ask me all your questions that you've got then. Um, and yeah, I would love to chat with you if you're really feeling that urge, that pull to um, do something different and to really just finally get unblocked 
exact and clear on what it is that's blocking you in love and then just getting clear on what you need to do to move forward. So again, the link to learn more about my one-on-one work is veronicagrant.com forward slash find love. All right, my dears, I will be back next week on the show and it'll be just me and I'm sharing a big lesson that I learned in Bali and I can't wait to share it with you. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. 